in life, you live somewhere in the gray area between your greatest blowjob ever and the worst. Because it's Florida and there's diseases everywhere down in that hellhole. Freeze me in carbonite, even if it's for a minute. Uh, I, I'm pissed at you. No, we have a theme song. You don't have to. You don't have to sing anything. Really? That's the gayest thing you said all day. Hello everybody and welcome to Dropping Loads. Like always, I'm Milky Way. And I'm Pouch. And today we have a very special guest with us. He's a comedian based out of New York. His name is Mr. Kevin Bartini. Hey guys, how's it going? Thanks for having me on your show. Damn it. Is it true that you're special? That I'm special? Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> my uh, my teachers back in remedial class all thought so. <laughs> well, I mean, just let's just get this out of the way. It's our first podcast of 2015, so Happy New Year to everybody, and especially you, Mr. Bartini. Well, thank you very much. Happy New Year to you guys. All right. Wait, hold on. How, how old is M- Mr. Bartini that we have to be so respectful towards him? By the sound, of, ha, by the sound of your voice, I'm probably twice your age. I'm 35. Okay, you, you said- are nine years older than me. Nine years? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> you, you sound young. I would carve you for milk, dude. You sound so young. <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, I've never heard that expression before. Carve you for milk? Yeah. I've never heard Hard. either. What does that mean? Oh, Hard card me. Steak. Card me to buy milk. I oh, get it. okay. Right. Like that you would. I was obviously card you to buy booze, but you sound so young. I don't even know if you're old enough for milk. Is the? <laughs> uh, I get it. I get the it. Joke of it. The line. Mm-hmm. I thought you said carve, and yeah, I was I said, getting yeah, really I awkward. Carve. I was like, wait, what? What does that mean? <laughs> Kevin, he's a he's a comedian based out of New York. I just said that earlier. He, what he's been doing, apparently, he's been doing recently, is that he's been opening up uh, as a warm up act for the Daily Show with John Stewart, and unfortunately, the recently ended uh, Colbert Report with Stephen Colbert, which is pretty fucking cool, dude. How'd you get that gig? Thanks, man. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I got the gig about four years ago. I, I uh, started with The Daily Show and, and um, you know, I've been doing stand-up in New York for, at that point, like 10 years or so. And, and a number of um, guys who write for The Daily Show or producers on the show also do stand-up. So I kind of knew mm-hmm. some people through that, you know, through that world. And uh, one of the job, the job for one of their openers came up and and you know my name was was thrown into the mix and somebody else knew me and said yeah he's a good guy so they gave me uh they gave me a, a test show which i auditioned by just doing warm up for one show live and uh all i was told was if john stewart likes you you're you're in and if he doesn't you'll never hear from us again and uh yeah so i ended up doing well on that and then um they're the same production company so after a little while Something opened up over on Colbert, and and I I moved my way over to that one as well. So, um, I'm a a huge huge fan of both shows since they since the Daily Show came out in the late '90s. I've been a fan of that show. So to be a part of it, uh, even in a small way, is is an amazing amazing experience. That's pretty sweet. How long yeah, you been doing that? Cool. It's like three or four years now. I think four. I think I started in 2000. I don't even know. Yeah, three, four years, something like that. Maybe five now. I forget. <laughs> but it's been a while. For those type of shows, do you have to keep it clean when you when you open it up? No, no, I don't, which is nice. Oh, okay. uh, That's cool. I don't go crazy, you know, I don't go crazy dirty or don't go for, like, shock humor while I'm doing warm-up, but there's no restrictions on, on that. Some shows there is, but they uh, 
they're very they were all very cool with whatever you want to say That's yeah because cool. it has to take some time to get used to you know working from blue to working uh you know g stuff semi-clean yeah. <laughs> um, i don't work totally blue in in, in general but it's yeah. nice it's nice just not having to have in your mind that you have to be mindful of your language you know what i'm saying it, it's a little bit taking your taking your eye off the road uh because you're you know, you got to be thinking in the back of your head. Okay, don't curse, don't say this, don't say that. So, just when you just have a show where you just have the freedom of not um, not having to worry about that, it, it just frees you up more and makes for a better show. So they're always cool with you know, just say what you want, um, and it's been cool. That's pretty. I mean, based on your sizzle reel, um, uh-huh. you don't really have any political humor. Not that I saw at least. Like, it, do you have to do right. strictly political humor when you're on those shows? No. In fact, it's just the opposite. Um, I, I, I never do anything current events or political when I do warm up for those shows. Um, oh, okay. A, it's you know the the main reason is that you know I would not want to touch on a subject that the show is going to be doing oh, in ten minutes. Uh, uh, you know anything like that. It, it's it's kind of like if you're gonna if you're gonna open for Kenny Rogers, you're not gonna sing the Gambler. You know what I'm saying? You want to do something different so that you don't burn the headliner, which is the show. So I stay away from anything topical on on theirs, and uh, I do some on stage just as a stand-up from time to time. But it's not, you know, when I do warm up, I just do crowd work uh, a lot of times, which is just talking to people in the audience, where are you from, and and riffing and picking on people and and that uh, kind of stuff. That's cool. Um, so yeah. let's get into some generic questions. Like, how did you get started in comedy? How did I get started? Uh, I got started just like anybody else. I I um I called the I called the the radio station. Um, in I, I grew up in in Western Massachusetts, and and uh, the nearest comedy club to my house was Albany. So I called the radio station in Albany because the those guys were always talking about that club, and I asked them if they you know just said I wanted to be a comic and can you help me get in at that club or something to try it out? And so they hooked me up with the owner and. Uh, the club is called the Comedy Works, and I just started as an open micer and 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 doing guest spots five minutes before their like late shows, their ten o'clock shows on Friday and Saturday nights. So after that, I I did that for about a year, and then I moved down to New York City, and I I started uh, as an open micer in New York, and just hitting everywhere that would would put me up, and and working at it like that, and then little by little, uh, it progresses from there. But it's a it's a pretty easy job to start out at if if you want to you know there's always a coffee shop or a comedy club somewhere close by that a person can get up and see if they have any chops at it. I mean, how tough was it the first time getting up on stage? Uh, it wasn't tough. I I had a lot of um, theater background when I was growing up. When I was a kid, oh, I did okay. a lot of theater. So um, with the reason being that I wanted to be comfortable on stage when I started stand up. So I didn't have you know any stage fright. Uh, or anything like that, and I was comfortable. So the the material, I'm sure, was uh, abhorrent, <laughs> but I got I got at least a couple of laughs, and uh, I you know it didn't dissuade me. However, however poorly I did, didn't dissuade me from coming back and trying it again and again. Oh. Definitely. Uh, um, earlier you talked about doing crowd work. Has that ever yes. happened to you that somebody takes one of those jokes personally and just gets mad or something like that? Uh, I'm sure it's happened to me. It hasn't happened to the point that it caused a real distraction in the show, but somebody could have left with sore feelings. Um, you know, I kind of, as a rule, when it comes to doing crowd work, I would never, never make fun of a person for something that they really 
had no control over or couldn't change or, you know, and could thus be very sensitive about. Like if somebody is is really, let's say, really really fat, really overweight, uh, it, anything that's mean-spirited, I wouldn't go at them and make fun of them for being fat any different than if they had, you know, screwed up teeth or something. But because you can't change that. But, you know, you're a dude and you've got a, a weird haircut, I can certainly make fun of that. Or if you look... <laughs> You know, or I make snap judgments to how do you look, you know. So I try not to offend everybody. It's good-natured. It's, uh, you know, it, 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 it's very good-natured. Um, yeah. If I'm in a comedy club doing stand-up and somebody, you know, somebody heckles me and it's in a mean-spirited heckle, then all bets are off. Then I go exactly at the things that I never would do. You know, I would I would hit them for being fat. I would hit them for whatever because... They should. They started it and shouldn't have been a dick and, and heckled me to begin with. Yeah. Then all they're off. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and a comedy club is different too. Like you should already have an understanding when you get there, of right? What you getting into? It's like don't take anything personal. Everyone's there to have a good time and things like that. So that's it, that's what you hope. Uh, yeah, that, that the attitude that people go in <laughs> with. You know, I, yeah. I've seen people. Plenty of people storm off over the years when guys are up and. It's it's funny when they do, you know. They always throw a scene and act so self righteous, and it's like, yeah, yeah, you know, three hundred other people in the room are laughing, and you're the only one who's offended and walking out and making a scene. Who's the dick? You know, it's exactly. always fun to watch. <laughs> I mean, being that New York is full of like angry people, at least that's the common misconception about New York and the reputation they have. Uh, are huh. their crowds more? Are their crowds tougher than like any other crowds? I wouldn't say tougher different every crowd is different and every city is different um in new york first of all in new york a lot of the time the crowds are just made up of tourists who got discounted tickets in times square oh, so it's okay. you're you know you're still getting people from omaha uh okay. it's not the hard and grizzled new yorkers you know um but but no the people who come out they just come out you know when you are doing the you know the more bridge and tunnel rooms or the the more new yorky they they come out they want to laugh and and they they uh, but they know that there's a lot of great comics out there so if you're not holding your own they're they're not going to just keep uh keep cheering you on to help your feelings as you go through you know what I'm saying they're like yeah we know that David Tell is in this town somewhere and we're watching you <laughs> so we're we're all rooting for you but uh, if you drop the ball it's not going to be pretty they're going to let you know. Uh, so who are your biggest influences? Big, biggest comedy influences? Uh, yeah. Jerry Seinfeld growing up. Jerry Seinfeld was big and uh, and George Carlin. And then like uh, I got into Louis Black when I was in my teens. And Todd Barry, Nick DiPaolo, those guys. And then uh, as I've been now you know, working as a comic, I'm influenced by guys constantly, you know, but I... I, I, I always look up to like Jim Gaffigan and Brian Regan and guys like that who keep putting out amazingly, amazingly funny stuff. And, and Dave Attell I look up to, you know, probably more than anybody. I opened for him at Rascals in New Jersey. I think it was Rascals. Stress Factory. I'm sorry, it was a Stress Factory. I opened up for him on a weekend and there were four shows that he headlined. The guy never repeated a joke. It was oh, amazing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's such a cool. I love opening for him. If it, you know, such a cool, cool, funny comic. It's, it's probably my favorite. Is a tell. That guy seems pretty angry, actually. <laughs> oh no, he's not angry. No, he's not angry. He's oh, okay. he's uh, 
He's such a he's such a phenomenally funny comic and funny writer. I'm such a fan of his. Um, so I noticed a lot of like self-deprecating humor and a lot of masturbation jokes. So how would you describe <laughs> your humor? <laughs> Pretty spot on there. Just okay. <laughs> masturbating. That's all I do is I hate myself and then I pleasure myself. It's a love hate thing. <laughs> Basically summed up my whole life. <laughs> uh, yeah, I I um I definitely have self-deprecating stuff. Uh, I um I come from a place a lot of times where the guy that you laugh at is is he's the butt of the joke or you know I I don't come from a place where a guy that you fu- I don't find funny the arrogant guy uh, who thinks he's that great and thinks he's above it all. He's not funny. The the what's funny is the the schmuck, and so that's kind of what I. I come up, I, I come up as uh, when I'm a comic. I'm just a regular schmuck. I'm just a everyman kind of guy who you know uh, gets annoyed uh, at the world and bitches about that and, and jokes. You know, anytime I can make myself sound dumb or whatever or ignorant, I'm all about that. And then who can also write a pretty mean dick joke every once in a while too? You gotta <laughs> dick joke. Right you, you, gotta, you gotta. You know. Exactly. You. I don't care if it, if one day if I'm I'm doing the uh, press corps dinner in Washington. With the president standing next to me, and my uh, there's gonna have to be at least one dick joke mixed into the twenty minutes. Just yep, you're our kind of people, dude. This is this podcast is all about the dick jokes. Yeah, yeah, maybe. <laughs> <All the best. laughs> um, so you also have a podcast too. It's called the Movie Preview Review Podcast. Uh, yes. How did you come up with the pod- that concept? Are you like, um, are you a movie buff yourself? Oh, let me just explain it. Uh, he basically reviews trailers. Um, so how did you come up with the concept? Yeah, the. Uh... I am a big movie movie fan, a big movie buff, and uh, I basically grew up in the video store when I was a kid, you know. And I came up with the idea because uh, I was just one day sitting waiting for a movie to start in the theater, and they were playing the the previews, and they did a preview for um, the third Meet the Parents movie, The Little Fockers, and then they <laughs> followed it like with uh, a Tyler Perry movie, like Medea's, I don't know, <laughs> Medea's big fat Greek wedding. I don't know what the hell it was, but it was that one-two punch of just horrific movies, and it just, I kind of just thought, wow, you can really tell everything you need to know about a movie. I don't need to actually watch Little Fockers 3. I can sit and I can tell you how shitty this movie's going to be. So, it was like, well, there, there you go. I can write a review, which is just, you know, joke after joke at the movie's expense, and uh, we call it the movie preview review, where we review movies based on having only seen the previews. And it became pretty popular. And then uh, I've been doing it for on and off for a number of years. Now I'm doing it in a new format, which we tried out this summer for a bit, where I have a co-host and uh, a news girl, a co-host, and my producer all a part of the show. And then we bring a guest on and um, we watch the preview together, not knowing what we're going to see. Only my producer knows. So we watch the movie together, and then it's just we start riffing on the movie and how crappy it is. And uh, that's a much more sustainable format and much more fun. And, and um, we start recording uh, again this week for our new season. So um, by the time people hear this, we should have a, a fresh episode up and, and be up and running. So Perfect. where can you find it? It's the Movie Preview Review, which uh, you can find uh, at moviepreviewreview.com. It's available on iTunes. Um, and with anything, you can always just go to kevinbartini.com, and there's a link right on there to, to everything, including the podcast. One thing, you, you have to get that show on Stitcher. 
I tried listening to it, but it wasn't on Stitcher, so I couldn't. I think, yeah, it's going to be with with the the new season starting. We're okay, we're perfect. literally starting up this week in a brand new with a new producer and a new studio and everything. It's it's oh, it's cool. moving. Yeah, we're like the Jeffersons. We're moving on up, you know. <laughs> yeah, be what sure you was, guys check that out. Yeah, what was me putting crap up on my own is now I got guys to do it. So it'll be it'll be on Stitcher. It'll be on everything. It'll oh, it'll be all over the place. Okay. Yeah, I, I, now that I have competent people and not just myself, I'm trying to figure this out on high. Okay, uh, so this is what we do with every one of our guests. It's a tradition here on Dropping Loads. We pretty much initiate you like this. You don't have to answer if you don't want to, but what <laughs> is the weirdest thing you've ever put on your dick? Put on it? Yes. Yeah. The weirdest thing I've ever put on my dick. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, dude, I don't even know what... I don't know that I've ever put anything weird on my dick. Uh, what? Well, there You're was no that cross-eyed, the cross-eyed girl in high school. I technically. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. If he said, if he doesn't say anything, would he be the first person? Um, no, I just the cross-eyed girl from high school. <laughs> I don't know if that counts. Was she really that weird? Oh, he just told me. We said what's the weirdest thing. Yeah. And he said a female. Uh, yeah. So now he's objectifying women on the show. Like, what's going on with this <laughs> guy? <laughs> that's what podcasts are all about <laughs> no but the cross-eyed chick must have been great one eye was looking at you the other one was looking at your balls <laughs> you know well both of my eyes were looking at the tv <laughs> <laughs> what was on <laughs> what was on at south park I remember. Oh, that's pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, you like the examples that we've had in the past from our like our friends are like icy hot vegetable oil, paints. Um, for instance, I I didn't have anything, and then I went back and did research, and I came back after I stick I stuck my dick in like a a bottle of grape jelly and shit like that, like nothing like that. <laughs> yeah, I've never been a a, a weird lube guy. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. I honestly, I have, I have. Uh, yeah, I, I, it's got to be the the, the cross eyed girl because that's all I can think of. So, I stand so she, by my answer, sir. So she wasn't good. Was she good? Ah, she was fine. You know, <laughs> it was a long time ago. In life, you live somewhere in the gray area between your greatest blowjob ever and the worst. You know, and then everything else just fades to gray. That's pretty profound, I think. Right. <laughs> Yeah, also, make sure to remember that. We also found know, out that the, you're no fun at I'm all. I'm not going to remember this, but I'm going to challenge somebody tweet that at me after they've heard this. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to stop and take notes. But yeah. that was... um, so you have a comedy album coming out on January 13th. This should drop on, um, I think, the 10th or the 11th. I don't, I don't want to look at a calendar right now. Uh, so what is it What is it called and where, we, where will you be able to find it? Where will our people, these listeners, be able to find it? Uh, okay, yeah, absolutely. Um, my new album, uh, which does come out the 13th, uh, it'll be available everywhere. It'll be on iTunes and, and Amazon. And again, with everything else, just go to kevinbartini.com and there's links right there. But it's called The Unintentionally White Album. And uh, the reason is that we filmed, uh, filmed a TV special and the videographer who shot it ended up being a total total zero 
and uh, he messed up and, and, and didn't check his work throughout the night. And we ended up with completely whitewashed images. Everything was just uh-huh. ruined. So I took a couple of screen, screen grabs from his crappy work where my face is all whited out, put it on the cover, and hence it's the unintentionally white album because we were only <laughs> able to salvage the audio. Um, but uh, the the material uh, I stand behind 100%. I'm really proud of it. It's I think it's really funny, uh, and I've been getting some good feedback on it um, from the people who've heard it so far. So I, I would love if, if if folks checked it out um, again at kevinbartini.com or if uh, if you just want to jump over to iTunes, it's it's right available there as well. Are you releasing in physical formats? Sure. Yes, we. Uh, we will have it available on CD, and I will also, uh, which I'll sell at shows after shows, uh, CD form, and um, we'll do the digital download cards on this one, too. Oh, that's pretty cool. All and, right, And man. this is on what? Death Row Records? <laughs> <laughs> this is on Kevin Bartini Records, baby. <laughs> that's the end of my interview. Do you have any more questions for him, Milky? Uh, no, we're good. No, we're good. Well, okay. can't wait to I actually try to download this album. Uh, how much is this album, by the way? Oh, the the album's like ten bucks. Oh, that's not bad. I'll I'll make sure I get that and check that out. All right, and yeah, we'll pass. Please. Make sure we promote it on our Twitters, the Stitcher. I mean, the Stitchers, the Facebooks, and shit like that. Um, would you like to get into the show proper, Kevin? Yeah, absolutely. Let's do it. Okay, so uh, we have a little segment here called "Get a Load of This." Do 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 do. Get a load of this. Ah. <laughs> that's our tape. You just hit it. Uh, our pre-produced um, jingle that we played every show because <laughs> yeah. it's it, you know it's a, it's a cassette. Uh-huh. It's awesome. It's awesome. <laughs> it's got that live band feel, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so get a load of this is where we grab a bunch of weird, u- strange, and unusual news articles, and we just proceed to discuss them and you know make fun of it basically. And I've got some stuff. All right. All right. So we, the first can we one. First hear, can I hear the oh. intro one more time of the uh, <laughs> of the awesome live band? All right, hold on. I gotta rewind. <laughs> get a load of this there we go <laughs> oh you literally pre-taped that I didn't... <laughs> no he no we did <laughs> did it sound just, the same both times <laughs> you know I didn't realize I just thought you did it the first time I didn't realize it was pre-taped so I no he actually like... did it the first time and I did it the second time oh that's awesome man that's awesome <laughs> We actually fooled somebody. That's pretty cool. <laughs> Got me. Anyway, so we have a segment within a segment thing that we do on Get a Load of This, where we talk about the Florida man. Florida man, what's he doing today? He's a Florida man, what's he doing today? Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm sure you've read fl- stories about the Florida man. It, it, he's fucking crazy. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, so the first one. Really interesting. Uh, it's posted on December thirtieth. Uh, I usually get some of this stuff off um, offthebeat.blogs.tcpalm.com, written by Will Greenlee. Uh, so this there's a guy, and um, it looks like he's a uh, in Indian River, Vero Beach, pretty much. And um, what he did was he decided to. He, I guess he. This is it's shitty that he kind of hurt his girlfriend, but it wasn't really his girlfriend. He really fucked up her car, like really badly. Uh, he smashed okay. her cell phone, and then he just like um, he just. I guess he took like a bat or something uh, to the car, deflated her tires, threw a used condom in the car, uh, shit like that. Wait, why? What the fuck's I'm going on? I'm about to explain. <laughs> um, 
Her girlfriend is a self-proclaimed psychic, and she predicted that he would have a dream about his grandma and how they would have, I guess, sexual relations with a toy, a, a sex toy. He got so pissed off that he just started to fuck with her car. But did so he ever... got so pissed off that she had a dream that he messed her car up. No, 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 that happened. Her car got fucked up. Right. Which but, he did because he was pissed at her. Yes. No, she didn't. No, no, he fucked up her car. Yeah. Right. Out of, out of anger towards her. Right? Yes. But wait, hold on. But did... the reason he was angry at her was because she dreamt that he had sex toys parties with his own grandmother. I mean, Very it confusing. wasn't really a dream. It was more of a prediction. You know how I guess. So she, she predicted predict- that he was going to have a dream okay. where he would fuck his grandma. Okay. Yes. But wait, hold on. Wait, so she didn't so she didn't predict that he was going to actually engage in a sex toy party with his grandmother. He just she just predicted that he would dream about that? Yes. This is fucking okay. stupid. All right. You got me. I'm on. I'm I'm in. Hold what on. What happens next? Did it ever come true? I, 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 it didn't even get to happen. Like so he, just the thought of it made this fucking re- Just retarded. the thought of it. Just the prediction alone pissed him off so much. He said he couldn't get that image out of his head that he just proceeded to fuck with her and fuck with her car. Okay. I don't know, man. Like, even though it sounds fucked up, like, having that kind of dream would be kind of interesting. I, I, I don't agree. <laughs> what? <laughs> man, you don't love your grandma. Not that much, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> No, but so like, what happens to this dude? Did he go to prison? Is yeah, he now? He, yeah, he got arrested. Okay. Yeah, he he's got arrested Florida. on criminal mischief. On oh, criminal mischief, so that he's out then. That was a quick one. Yeah. yeah, I don't know why. Like, I'd imagine there's more destruction of property involved, but they just did it on criminal mischief. But he was arrested, yeah. And she's going to yeah. press charges against him and blah, 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 blah. But he's, yeah, that that happened. That's the Florida man for you. Okay, so. And that happened in Florida? Florida? Yeah. Of course they have been right. in Florida. Beautiful. But, but like, where out? Like, okay, hold on. <laughs> this, this is like super retarded to me. Like, okay. What well, is? Yes. Huh? Yes, it is. It's because retarded. she just mentioned something. Yes. That he might dream of. Yes. So that fucking sets him off. Yes. Why? Cause he's an asshole and he's a Florida man. No, I don't. I don't know if he's a. I think this guy has more problems than just being a Florida man. And he kept saying like the. He said he couldn't get the image out of his head, and then that set him off essentially. Just like replaying, like the I replaying this uh, this video of him and his grandma apparently, even though that never happened yet, even though he didn't even have the dream yet, set him off enough to want to fuck up her car. Wait, what do you mean yet? Do you believe he will have this dream? I mean, if it was going to happen, yeah. it didn't happen yet. You know, that's what I'm trying to say. Like, he, she predicted it would, but before he, he even had a chance to dream it, he just got pissed off and said, I'm going to fuck with her car. Yeah, I guess it's okay. <laughs> but, like, okay, you mentioned he threw a condom. Like, Yeah, he threw a used condom into the car. So, wait. He... And I'm just going to... Yeah, I'm going to go on a wild, wild guess here that whatever car he damaged, it was probably pretty tough to tell which dents weren't already there. <laughs> I'm just guessing. Right? I, I'm going to guess that these guys aren't... Dri- these This couple isn't driving brand new Mercedes through uh, th- through through downtown Miami. I'm going to say they're some, th- somewhere up outside Tallahassee uh, with an 87 hatchback that he's... <laughs> are, you, are you saying the psychics can't have nice cars? 
I'm saying, <laughs> in order for a psychic to be able to afford a nice car, she would have to be well-known enough a psychic that we would have heard of her. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say yeah. she should have seen this one coming and had left this guy before New Year's. <laughs> if, she would have, if she was a real psychic. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. But... Like, I don't understand. Like, sometimes, you know, you drive around and you see these, like, psychic, like, boutiques or whatever. It's like, how the fuck do they make money? Like, who's going to these fucking places? People who want to show her. Yeah. Just remember, when it, when it comes to a psychic, if they were real, they would have bought a lottery ticket. They would yeah. not have a cardboard table set up in the front uh, of a store. I mean, they're... <laughs> It's bullshit. Yeah, I know. The ones I've seen had real tables. <laughs> they at least had enough money. Exactly. You know? Anyone who can, who would have psychic powers would just bet on the Super Bowl or buy a lottery ticket and, and retire. They're, they're, yeah. it's, such, it's hilarious, though. And I bet you she's the breadwinner in that family. <laughs> it doesn't say. But for the record, it was a 97 Nissan Altima, so you were 10 years <laughs> off. Yeah, but you ah! <laughs> But it's still not a new car. No, it's not a new car. For, who's a, I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, that was the story. <laughs> I have another well, Florida man. Over so fast that he threw a used condom in there. Yeah, that's what I was going to. Like, okay, so yeah, well, he found these news. He fucked her. Saved the condom for when he went to wreck this car. Like, what's going on? He didn't. I mean, he didn't necessarily fuck her. Maybe right. he cheated on her. Maybe he just jerked off into the condom. You never. No, know. nobody jerks off Maybe into a condom. Maybe he was having such a good time bashing up the car that he just had to stop and tug one out. Yeah. But. <laughs> but why not just you know, come directly on the but car? Because it's, it's Florida, and there's diseases <laughs> everywhere down in that. <laughs> You would obviously wear a condom even if you're masturbating. That's... Even if you're walking down the street, right? Exactly. That's <laughs> he just has it on 24-7. Yeah, they told him it was for protection. <laughs> so, yeah, that's the first Florida Man article. I have a Florida Couple article oh, coming God, up. Oh, God, no. These really make me sad all the time, especially because we fucking live in the state. <laughs> um, so this one... I got from the Orlando Sentinel, so it's from Orlando. Oh, no, no, Daytona. Wow, why the fuck is Orlando Sentinel? Whatever. It's from Daytona, which is like two hours away from Orlando, so it's not that bad. It was posted on New Year's uh, Eve by Gal Zipperman Lotan. Wow, uh, interesting name. So you have this couple. They were in Daytona. They, they go to school in Daytona State College, and they were working in, um, in the marine He's environmental science. Sorry? <laughs> They're He's studying VCR repair, and she's studying. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. Is that a course? I want to take that VCR repair. VCR repair. <laughs> um, <laughs> they were in the Marine and Environmental Science Center, and something chased them into the janitor's closet. The Marine and Environmental Science Center of Daytona Community College is just a fancy word for their parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, the the parking lot has a janitor's closet. That's the car they live in. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they were something chased them into the closet. It's still not known to yet what chased them oh! into the closet. Oh, I read this story. This is awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so something chased them into the closet. Okay. And um so they proceed. They were locked in there for about. I think it was two days. They they were locked in there. Uh, they cha- yeah. They got chased in on Sunday, 
and they got the, and they were in there since Tuesday, and then that's when they decided to call the police. Okay. Yeah. So and they had to poop in front of each other in there. Yes. <laughs> so they had okay. They got chased in there on Sunday, and Tuesday they decided let's call the police. Yes. Okay. And but never on Sunday or Monday did they no. think. No. <laughs> well, Sunday's the Lord's day. You can't call the police then. <laughs> And, and then, and, and also, Monday Chinese way, restaurants not, not closed. Only, not only did they not turn the knob, but it took them forty-eight hours to remember that they had a cell phone with them. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking that too. So wait, what? They're the world's least panicked people ever. <laughs> if I'm on a, if I'm on the goddamn subway car and it pauses in the tunnel and we don't move in thirty seconds, I'm hyperventilating. <laughs> These guys sit two days and just crap in front of each other yeah, and, and think nothing of it. That's awesome. But wait, I don't get it. Why didn't they just come out? They didn't. Well, it, they were locked in. How, how did they get locked in? They just got locked in. And then when the police came, they found, yeah, they found shit all over the place. Okay. And then um, there was a lot of drug paraphernalia. No drugs. So presumably they just smoked or so took So drugs everything. is what chased them into the closet. I guess so. Okay. And then they found out that the police tested it to see how they could have locked in. And there's no lock on the fucking door. Oh, God. That's how they were just yeah okay so they were they were high as shit on yeah they're high as high as fuck on whatever crack or crack right, I get that now it makes a lot more sense <laughs> I mean you've never jumped off into a closet just to just to smoke up and that way you get all the all the the uh, the smoke just stays around you you get that much higher it's it yeah. makes it makes total sense to me so it's, it's just, just hot in this economy in this economy when you're fortunate enough to be able to afford some some decent crack. You're gonna want to get every little bit of, of of mileage out of it. So I totally get it. Go in there, and then when the drugs ran out, they f- had forgotten how to turn a door handle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there should be some sort of deal <laughs> where you could go score some crack, and with it, you get a closet. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That could work. So, um, they weren't arrested, but they were charged with trespassing, and the girl, um was violating her probation, so she got in trouble. She had been arrested for, for pooping in front of people before, and her probation was she was not allowed to poop in front of another human being for six months, and she had hit the five-month, three-week mark, and if she'd only made it to Monday without pooping in front of someone, she would have been scot-free. It's a terrible situation. Tragic yeah. for her family. <laughs> she should have blindfolded the man or something. And the guy had a huge criminal record prior, so I guess they're just like, well, I guess we'll just take both of you in. Yeah, definitely. They shouldn't let these people out. <laughs> just throw them in a closet in jail. So that's the story we're going to stick with. They got high as fuck. They went into the closet to hotbox it or whatever, and then they just yep. forgot to turn the doorknob, and they forgot they had a cell phone. Yeah, what do you think? They were actually fucking chased in there by something? <laughs> <laughs> Are you fucking hey, serious? We forgot that there could be a zombie apocalypse happening that we're not up on, or just ghosts. It could be any of those things. There's, mm-hmm. Nobody will ever know, which is why they couldn't have been arrested, because there was a chance it was a ghost. <laughs> I think the best part of this story is the fact that the girl has a dollar sign tattooed on her Oh, neck. shit, I've seen this picture. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. On oh, her neck, on her throat. Oh, yeah. Just by looking at her, don't you just want to put her in jail for life? <laughs> It just—it's so. Oh God, I don't even know how to. I don't even know how to comment on that. Oh God. But that's—that's yeah. that's the end of the Florida Man article. She looks like someone who went to college to be a professional, like professional prisoner. Or a VCR repairman. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh god. <laughs> All right. So now that you're sufficiently depressed, let's get oh, back into some sad. regular. Sad. Yeah. Now I put I put a face to the fucking story. Is there a picture of the feces? No. No. Fuck. Unfortunately, not. Um. I want to see like how much they've shit like in front of each other. Cause it could be like just like sh- like diarrhea, or it could be like a nice little neat polish. Oh no! Yeah, it was a it was a Taco Bell shit. I guarantee. <laughs> right? It had to that's be. Where, that's where meth heads go. They get some Taco Bell before a good. Bender, I'm gonna say, right? It wasn't. They didn't. They didn't go to uh, Ruth Chris Steakhouse and have two hundred dollars worth of prime rib and uh, and asparagus tips before. No, no, no. This was Taco Bell. This was a chalupa. That's what that oh, was. <laughs> um. Okay, so. Uh, sometimes I have pieces where we, it, you know, where it elicits some sort of discussion. Um, something that's like something very thought provoking and might actually um, be taken a little bit seriously. So, uh, I know Milky is a pretty big believer of UFOs and and uh, life out out in the universe. Correct? Oh, oh, kind of, I guess. Well, not a big believer, but you believe that it, they exist. It's a possibility. It's it's. I think it's kind of a little bit stupid to believe there's nothing else. But then again, and now I'm gonna be like. Yo, AT is my homie at the yeah. same time. I mean, what do you think, Kevin? Do you believe there's a life outside of Earth? Uh, yes, I, 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 I don't believe necessarily in them, you know, in the little green monsters. Yeah. But uh, yeah, there's, there's probably it's, it's, it's almost um, it's, it's like the epitome of hubris to, to think that in this entire world that we only see a little fingertip of that there's no chance that there is any beings out there ever anywhere who are intelligent it's only us that's that's just crazy i i think there's a very very good chance that there's there's life somewhere out there and and uh just kind of cool to think about yeah i mean like i i i'm skeptical i'm the type of person that prefers to you know i I need to i need it to be proven to me for me to be like yeah i i I believe you know um but recently you know obviously because the year just recently passed uh for 2015, the CIA has a Twitter. Who the fuck knew? They have an official Twitter. Oh yeah. And is, is um, this like a new thing on 2015 or? No, no. They that they've had a Twitter. I guess, I'm assuming for a while actually. Okay. I guess they were counting down one of their most read reports or something like that. Uh, one of, and um, they uh, they they admitted for some strange reason now I guess for for you know 2015 that um those the reports. Like more than half of the reports of UFO sightings from the fifties and sixties were them. Uh-huh. Oh, really? Yeah, were them. Like they released a PDF file, a really long, like eighty-page PDF file about some spy plane that they were testing, and that was mistaken for a UFO sighting several times. More than half of the sightings in the fifties and sixties were because of that. Mm-hmm. Oh, so, sure. Oh, they've now fessed up and been like, "Yeah, that's definitely us." Yeah. 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 Sure. Like it makes perfect. Yeah. It's kind of cool, their explanation, actually. Like, I read through it. They're saying that, what is it? It's called the U-2 spy plane, I think. At the time, like, they didn't have many aircrafts that could fly very high. It had the ability to fly of an altitude of 60,000 feet, which is, at the time, completely unheard of. And so it kind of flew above the clouds. You couldn't really see it very often. And it was enough so that at night, it flew high enough to be able to still reflect some uh, some sunlight on it, which glint, which like reflected on the, um, the, the silver hull of the fucking plane. And therefore, you could see like light shining down from the night sky, and that immediately got people thinking, you know, UFOs. Hmm. Yeah, of course. And and also, I mean, 
it just makes perfect sense that it's you're talking about the 1950s so you know flight and and airlines were still relatively new uh and new to 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 people to see them so you're building you're the cia and you're creating new technologies that are top secret you're not going to tell people what it is but you have to test it out so people are going to see it and it's like, yeah, let them think it's aliens. That's fine. You know, we're obviously not. Now, enough time has passed that all that technology is obsolete. You know, it's retired. So they're like, yeah, oh, by the way, yeah, that was us. What's the matter yeah. with you people? But don't people you know? oh, think the same now with drones? People see, like, drones and they say that UFOs or whatever. What? Maybe. I don't find that. I don't hear as many UFO no. stories as I feel like were around in the 50s. I just, I feel like it was all, yeah. everything was new. It, we, were, we were post-World War II and it was a, te- a military technological boom, you know, as far as they really started to grow. And, and, you know, it was the beginning when we were learning, you know, about putting a man on the moon. It's at this point. It's, it's a fascinating time in our history as far as aeronautics and uh and engineering and stuff like yeah. that so yeah of and they were testing all sorts of stuff and and testing all sorts of stuff and not wanting russia to know you know everything had to be seen yeah yeah and if there were like so many things going on right now we probably all have seen it because who doesn't have a cell phone now yeah. just pull it out and yeah, record and film it right it's totally different it's you a know. totally different but Absolutely. have you have any of you guys actually seen a ufo or something that you believe that could have been something strange no, I'm super skeptical. Yeah. Like, every time I look at any light in the sky, I'm like, that's a plane, you know? It's... Me too. Yeah. However, I did, because, okay, I work at a hotel, and the lobby's on the 25th floor. And um, so I was in the balcony, just looking out into, you know, the, the city and whatever. And I see this beam of orange light just cruising across the sky. And I see, oh, whatever, it's a plane. But it was going, like, kind of fast and smooth. But all of a sudden, that one orange dot of light becomes four and it forms in the shape of a rectangle and in the middle of it you see like a meshy kind of orangey and then all four just disappear wow and you know i don't know what it is maybe new government technology yeah maybe <laughs> you know <laughs> but uh that's a one experience i had with that sort of thing all right kevin have you had any sightings that you think you might have saw no i don't no man, when I say I, you know, I believe there could be life out there or something is one thing, but I, I've never, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't buy into the UFOs, flying saucers kind of thing. So I've never, yeah. I've never seen anything that, even if I couldn't explain it, didn't cause me to think, oh, it's probably a UFO. Yeah. I always figure, oh, it's the military testing something, if, yeah. if anything. Yeah. Most of the time, yeah. I'm just like, whatever, shooting star. Plane, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. usually just think plane, dude. I don't really believe that much, but right. I think, right. exactly. personally, I think that's fucking cool. Like, the fact that, like, you know, after, what, 60 years, it's just like, yeah, it was us, dude. Like, don't believe everything right. you think. Like, it's just, it, it, they could have <laughs> been UFOs out there, but guess what? We were, it was actually us most of the time, you know? Yeah. It, it's kind of, it, it basically just grounded a lot of stuff. It, I, I mean, I'm sure there are people that still believe regardless, but, you know, it's, yeah, it's kind of it, cool. It only makes you wonder, like, in another 50 years, what are they going to come on and say, oh, that was us too? Yeah. Right. Who knows? Good point. Good point. You know, I mean, th- th- this could also like break up more conspiracy theories. Like they're lying to us. It obviously wasn't them and shit like that. I don't know. Why would yeah. they wait sixty years to say it? Like it's just, yeah, I don't know. I, I believe it for the most part, and I think it's, I think it's like pretty fascinating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. Okay. It is. It is. It is. It is what it is. It is what it is. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's the end of get a load of this. Do 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 do.
you just got a load of this. <sighs> yeah, it's pre-recorded as well. I just hit the tape player every fucking time. Yeah, we, you know, we're still in the 90s rolling with <laughs> tape players. Uh, yeah. So a couple episodes ago, we kind of did our own, like unintentionally, we kind of did our own version of, of Kevin's podcast where we kind of like reviewed these three trailers. They're kind of like the big nostalgic trailers um, that just went on the internet recently. Uh, like they're just reboots or sequels or something like that of really old movies from the 80s and 70s and stuff. Um, we uh, It was Terminator, Terminator Genesis, uh, Jurassic World, and Star Wars The Force Awakens. The, the consensus between the three of us was that Jurassic World and Star Wars were pretty watchable yeah. based on the trailers, but Terminator Genesis was kind of stupid. So what do you think, yeah. Kevin? <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, Terminator Genesis, it's just one of these movies that's all all CGI, start to finish, which does uh, call me old-fashioned, but that I don't, I can't you know, get excited for it, because it's just little bits of, of color flashing on a screen, like, it, it's so soulless that I, I, those type of movies just bore the shit out of me, I, I can't get into them, I just feel like I'm, like I'm watching two dudes play a video game, and there's not a third controller, you know? So yeah. uh, I agree. I got no no use for that one. The uh, Star Wars or what would you say was this? the Star Trek one looked all right if you're into Star Trek, and Star then uh, the Jurassic oh. Park thing looks cool. Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Is oh, there a yeah. new Star Trek trailer? I don't know. <laughs> it's just not his thing. Oh, okay. I'm not a nerd. <laughs> I only just saw literally uh, last week. I saw. Um, Return of the Jedi for the very first time. Really? So yeah, I'm not. Yeah, yeah. I was doing a another guy's podcast. Um, my buddy Nick Nadell, and uh, he watches uh, movies with his guest that the guest had never seen before. Oh, so wow. I was like, yeah, I never seen that one. I saw the first two, but never that. So I'm not. I'm not a big nerd. But, How'd you um, feel about Return? But, then? Yeah, it was all right. Okay. I like it. It was fine. You know. I wouldn't see it again, but it was all right. I was annoyed by this. I'm assuming you guys have seen it a million times. Uh, I was annoyed by this part. When Han Solo is thawed from the carbonite, right? He comes back, and at the end of the previous movie, he's on, the only reason he's in carbonite is because Lando double-crosses him. So then he's unfrozen from the car- carbonite, and the very first time he sees Lando, he's he's saving him from dropping into that pit that Bubba Fett dies in, right? So that makes no goddamn sense. Wouldn't he be pissed? Isn't that like Kill Bill, where Lando's Bill and 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 Han Solo is the bride who everything went to black and then wakes up screaming, and she would never be saving Bill from dropping into a pit. It made no sense to me. So that really cost some points right there. Right? You, you just compared a Tarantino movie to a kid's movie. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> no it's not the same. But then again. No, I know. One is far superior. Because, <laughs> dude, if you guys, if one of you froze the other one in, in, a, in carbonite, uh, and then, you know, then you just happen to wake up at some point, you're not pissed? Well, it depends how much time went by. <laughs> you would, no, you would have no concept of time, right? <laughs> I don't know, man. A friend's still a friend. Uh, I tell you what, man. If I have a... Uh, you must be better friends than I am with my buddies. Cause <laughs> one of my, if I'm dropping one of my buddy, buddies off and he farts last thing before he gets out of my car and leaves, I'm going <laughs> to hold that grudge for the rest of his life. Uh, like If he walked in front of the car, I'll run him, the fuck, run him over. You know? So, 
freeze me in carbonite, even if it's for a minute, uh, I, I'm pissed at you, and I want you dead. That's all there is to it. <laughs> it doesn't take much with but, you. Right. But it, <laughs> yeah. Jurassic, Park, Jurassic Park looks looks pretty badass. Like that yeah. looks really cool. Yeah, yeah and like that, you know, anything with Chris Pratt, I watch. He's a pretty funny guy. Really, that's the gayest thing you said all day. Right? <laughs> not, not really. I, is that really the gayest thing? No, I've said? but I don't know why he said that. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure I've said. I'm pretty sure I've said gayer things. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Like, why? Why is that the gayest thing? Yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know. It just sounded it sounded homoerotic. Well, you haven't heard me with... talk about how hot fucking CJ Arnold is. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> but CJ Arnold is a way better actor than uh, real Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> more lifelike yeah <laughs> true so you're pretty much in consensus with us the German, the Terminator Genesis looks stupid to you yeah 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 that looks dumb so, I never saw the last Terminator that they put out either the, the reboot the third whatever the hell it was oh, I didn't see that salvation either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's no need to watch that. That movie's garbage. Yeah. I mean, I remember when Terminator 2 came out, man. That was like, that was fu- it was amazing when it first came out because they weren't making movies like that. It was so technologically advanced, and uh, it was it was like a f- it was a phenomenon. I mean, we we probably watched that a half dozen times at the theater that summer. It's amazing. Now, I don't know. I just couldn't. I couldn't. Uh, I couldn't be bothered to watch it on television in my own apartment if I had a free screener for it, you know, because that would involve getting up across the room and putting the DVD into my <laughs> machine. So what kind of movies do you like other than uh, Kill Bill? <laughs> girl on Girl, mostly. Girl on Girl. I like, um, let me see. Like some of so my like Girl on Girl, like, like Bring It On, that type of thing? Sure, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sugar and Spice. <laughs> <laughs> like the Olsen twins take Manhattan. Uh, That's a classic. <laughs> it's a classic. <laughs> no, I like, the, like my, my favorite movies are like, I love like, um, for the funny stuff, it's like Caddyshack and Annie Hall and stuff like that and then I love like Reservoir Dogs and Goodfellas and um, pretty mainstream right up the middle kind of stuff so sci-fi is not, not your thing? no man sci-fi uh, sci-fi never was it was just never on my radar uh-huh. I don't know it's uh, sci-fi's tits and I'm an ass man what can I say? oh I see mm-hmm. okay that's you know a good saying? analogy <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's just throw this out there what's your favorite movie then period? Uh, hard pressed but I would say Reservoir Dogs wow okay that's cool. So he's a Tarantino guys, dude. Yeah, Tarantino. The, the movie's great. Um, dude, Tarantino. Yeah. People talk shit about his movies a lot, though, but I don't think I've seen a movie from really? his that I have not liked. Oh, yeah. Even his, even like his worst movie is still ten times better than most anybody else's best. Yeah. He's, you know, just, just it's a totally original guy, uh, wildly talented, totally original um, who has his own voice and his own style that's then... What's cool about him is people co-opt his style and try to be Tarantino-esque, and then he just, just changes what he does. He changes his style. He's he's so awesome. I'm, I'm yeah. such a huge... People hate that uh, Jackie Brown movie, and I think that's an amazing film on its own. Jackie Brown is a damn good movie. Yeah. You know, he didn't write that one. He just directed it. But that was a that's a damn good movie. I, I loved Samuel L. Jackson in that. De Niro was cool. He, had, he was understated. And um, what's her name? The blonde girl was really hot in that, too. Mm-hmm. Bridget Fonda. 
Yeah. I, I love that movie. That's a that's a classic. I feel as if I'm Kevin. T- you guys are talking about Star Wars right now because you really haven't seen any of these movies. Not that <laughs> many. I've only ever seen like three, four Tarantino movies, dude. Which ones? Uh, the Kill Bill movies, Inglorious Bastards, and Django. So you only seen the latest. Yeah, stuff. only the latest. You gotta stuff. see the early stuff, dude. Dude, are... you gotta read more dogs and Pulp Fiction. They're they're amazing. I know. Wait, you haven't seen Pulp Fiction? I have not. Yeah, it's my dirty little secret. I've never seen Pulp dude, Fiction. Dude, this is as bad as you being <laughs> Kevin's friend and farting when you leave out of the car. <laughs> I, I've yeah, never seen Pulp Fiction. See yeah, man, you gotta see it. But you know what the thing about a movie like Pulp Fiction now, and and this kind of happened with uh, when I saw. Um, Return of the Jedi last week is that movie is so such a classic and so ubiquitous and it's been referenced in so many ways it's just so much of that movie is part of our culture now that you won't be able to experience it truly for the first time because you'll be throughout it things will seem familiar because it's been referenced on the Simpsons and because of all this kind of stuff so you miss out on that but but uh you know, I uh, you're you're gonna you'll you'll love it. It's, it's you can't not love that movie. It's it's awesome, Definitely. almost perfect. Okay, definitely is. I mean, it's on my list and my ever growing list of movies I know I need to watch. Just haven't gotten around to it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, another great one that I think he only wrote was True Romance. I don't know if you've seen that one, Pablo. Oh yeah, no. yeah, True no. Romance. No. Oh my god. That's an awesome movie too. That's an awesome movie. He yeah. wrote that and took the money he got for writing that to finance Reservoir Dogs. Yeah. Should, should this yeah. be like the Tarantino podcast? <laughs> you guys are just going off. I don't know, but uh, <laughs> you should just watch some movies. Okay, fine. You know what this motherfucker yeah. watches? What? He, he watch, What the fuck's that guy's name? What, Pauly Shore? He watches Pauly Shore <laughs> movies. Oh, Jesus. But he doesn't fucking go watch the Tarantino flick. Oh, dude. That's that's a sin. That's a, yeah. You gotta get yourself out there. Pauly I mean, Tarantino, I, even if... It, Tarantino's one of those guys. Treasure. Shut up. Yeah, <laughs> it's 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 like they're it's like they're the same guy. Like Pauly Shore's career ended just as Tarantino's started. <laughs> <laughs> Has anybody ever seen the two of them in the same room together? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would ever even want to meet Pauly Shore to be honest. <laughs> God. I... Oh, you don't know. That's the cool thing about Tarantino. Pauly Shore could be his next, you know, his next John Travolta. He could totally pull him out of obscurity cast him amazingly and you everybody would be a huge Pauly Shore fan Next that's thing we the know, genius Pauly Shore has been like the ghost writer in all of his movies just, he's been writing <laughs> Tarantino flicks um, so do you follow comic book movies at all Kevin? Uh, not really I'm, uh. I mean I, I'm, I'm aware of them in as much on our podcast we talk about them and my my producer and my co-host are, are big into them so I a little by little I'm getting a little bit more fluid in them like I, I've seen like the Batman stuff I'm that's kind of my wheelhouse is Batman good job um, okay. but all the new stuff I haven't really seen <laughs> um alright cause like I mean Marvel just released like they teased the shit out of us recently because uh, on a new edition of Popping Loads <laughs> Popping lows, we pretty much just talk about like anything that's big in pop culture that week or or something uh-huh. like that. And like a few days ago, they uh, they released um, two versions of the of a tra- of a teaser trailer for their upcoming Ant Man movie. And um, they were just playing around with it. First, they released the ant size trailer, so it's like this tiny little 
like fucking two centimeter by two centimeter uh, video of the trailer that you can't see shit in, and then like three days later they released a people size video and. It's like I love Marvel to death. I love everything they do, but that trailer is just so fucking dumb. It's 17 seconds of Paul Rudd walking into a building. Yeah, and that's it. Really? Yeah, but it's supposed to be like a teaser for a teaser for the trailer. Yeah, like it's because yeah. the teaser trailer is supposed to be premiering tonight on like Agent Carter or some shit like that. I'm just like, what? What's the point of even putting that shit out? Like people are gonna watch it anyway. Like why the fuck do you need to put that out? Like other than to be funny? Because the ant size thing is funny. But then the trailer itself yeah. is just crap. Yeah. That's a crazy thing. I've never. It's a. Yeah, it's weird. That's the thing. Like when I'm kind of glad that I've never really gotten into like superhero movies and that kind of thing because like you guys will go to see some movie you don't want to see just because there's a trailer for some superhero movie coming out, which makes I I I've never seen something like that where people are excited that a trailer now a trailer for a trailer. And set your set your alarms on your phone so you can get over here to see the trailer for the trailer for the trailer <laughs> before you can see the movie. Like somebody's gonna have to do the movie preview review review podcast where they <laughs> preview us or something like that. It's crazy. It's just it's it's endless. Yeah, it's it's it got ridiculous because they did teasers and teaser to the trailers and it just teaser trailers are perfect. Why do you need to tease? the trailer it's, it's fucking dumb yeah. Yeah. but Don't they also have like scene previews where you go and watch like a portion of a, a scene or things like that we like, did that right you're talking about guardians of the galaxy yeah, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that was fucking stupid like we i got tickets for what i thought was a guardians of the galaxy screening and it turned oh. out it was just 18 minutes of guardians of the galaxy oh wow it was a fu- that was a talk about a tease that was a fucking tease that was really fucking stupid mm-hmm. but um i guess if you guys uh by the time this comes out the ant-man trailer would have already been aired on a- agent carter so i guess this is like obsolete at this point but for just yeah. from what we've seen already the trailer shows you absolutely nothing there's people walking around and standing and looking menacing and that's it well, I don't know how Paul Rudd could look menacing, but okay. Well, Evangeline Lilly looks slightly yeah. menacing, so... Yeah, okay. Yeah. I guess so. It was pretty bad. Yeah. I guess that's... I mean, you got anything else you want to say, um, Kevin, before we head out? Dude, this has been great, man. I'm really glad you guys have had me on the show. I, I appreciate you, you, you bringing me on. It's been very cool. Mm-hmm. No problem. Yeah, thanks a lot, welcome. man. Don't forget to check out his comedy podcast dropping January 13th. It's the Unintentionally White album, right? <laughs> Yes, the Unintentionally White album uh, that comes out Tuesday the 13th and is available uh, everywhere. And the Movie Preview Review podcast is coming back with fresh episodes this week. And you can just find everything, including find me and find my Twitter and everything else at KevinBartini.com. KevinBartini.com. All right. um. And as far for us, anything and everything we talked about, you can find at DropLowsProductions.com. Please, uh... Follow us on Twitter, that's Drop and Loads PC, and like our Facebook page at facebook.com slash Drop and Loads Podcast, or by searching Drop and Loads Productions on Facebook. Also, please don't forget uh, to check out our good friend Lance Mannion. He's a he's a, he's a comedic blogger and writer. Uh, you can find him at Lance Mannion, M-A-N-I-O-N dot com. Uh, he just released a book about a few months ago called The Song Between Her Legs. Also, don't forget to check us out at Radio Food Bars. It's a cool internet radio station that plays our podcast live on Tuesdays, 12 p.m. Central, 1 p.m. Eastern. And also, we just got recently picked up at another radio station called Revere Radio. You can find them at revereradionetwork.com. Uh, would they play us live on Mondays, 6 p.m. Eastern Time? Until next time, we love dropping loads. Dropping loads.
I want to see like how much they've shit like in front of each other. He's studying VCR repair. Yeah, like, Skype tends to like just fuck things up sometimes. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Where the conversation will make your mother sick. One couch and alcohol with three fat guys. We say mean and crazy things, and one of us is high. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Wheelbarrow full of dicks. Where the penis jokes come fast and thick. We've been getting away with this for far too long. Join us Monday nights on RadioFubar.com.